Forgotten Heroes, the podcast about uh, DC and Marvel comic book heroes and villains, and their alternate versions and variants, whatever you want to call them, that have been lost to time. So, as always, my name is Zach, and I'm joined by Chris. Chris, how are you doing? I am good. I am... We're, we're, we're sort of riding the wings of the previous episode for this one, so I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Had to get in there early. It's been a little while since I did that. You're right. It's been my job, apparently, and I hate it. Um, <laughs> well, let me allow me to take the burden from you. The burden? The bird, Dan? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, well, the bird, no, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I also was just thinking we need to have a guest on. We need to ring up some friends. Yeah, I mean, the two of us are fun as it is, but it's always nice to have somebody else here. Yes. Oh, I'm not saying that we suck. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> we need, we got to change up the formula just a little bit. Yes. Um. So, as Chris said, and by the title of this episode, we are talking about um, Hot Girl or Hawk Woman. I haven't decided exactly what I just put up on the, uh, on the old title. I so, think I'm just going to... I, I mean... I personally think Hot Girl because I grew up with Hot Girl from the show, right. but right. there have been times when she calls herself Hawk Woman. That's kind of the thing where I'm at, where it's like, once again, I grew up with Hawk Girl being the name of the character. But then as I was doing a little bit more research the other day, I was looking through some of her like really old counterparts, no, notably like Silver and Bronze Age. And apparently in that age, when she came down the word girl and its connotations displeased her as a character. That's so she, hilarious. She, yeah, she refused to be uh, referred to as Hawk girl and preferred Hawk woman. So I'm going to stick with Hawk woman just because of that one piece of dialogue that I think is so much of a boss bitch approach that I love it. So I, it's gonna, it's I love be that Hawk too. Woman. Or just like the character's name, Kendra or Shaira or whoever it is that we're talking about. Cause there's a yeah, couple. So let me get that out of the way as well. Because you just mentioned it for me, so I, and I thank you. Like her star-crossed lover, I guess is the term we could use. I don't know. Yeah, her kinda. her reincarnation buddy. Um, <laughs> her, uh, <laughs> her eternal side piece. Yeah. Her uh, eternal, I don't, yes, I want to go. He's her eternal side piece, considering the fact she's not even dating him now. Right. Um, so they reincarnate. We get. You know, we get like Carter Hall, Katar Hull, um, Katar we're gonna get, like, Ken, ugh, Kendra Saunders, Shaira Hall. I don't think we're going to talk about this one, but I looked into it. Sharon Hall, Sharon Parker Hall. We're not going to oh, talk yeah. about her. She's a one off kind of a, not even one off, but whatever. Um, and we're going to avoid New Earth Kendra Saunders because and I again, I've looked into it before. She's weird. Yeah. Because it's like she is the niece and reincarnation of Shaira of Shaira Saunders, um, and is also the grandmother to who is currently the Lord of Dreams, <laughs> to Daniel yeah. Hall, which I think we mentioned um, in so the last episode. We're, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not going to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, there's a reason why they rebooted uh, New Earth, even though it was at many well, of the fans' behest. Well, here's we like the to think there's that. a reason at least. <laughs> Yes, let me, let me here's the problem that. with that. You, they rebooted, right? Yeah. Daniel Hall is still Dream. True. Right. Well, because they exist outside. Universal of... Constant. Yeah, that's true. Outside of Not it even, and all that. No, that's Marvel. No, yeah. they're outside of it. Uh, unless you re- unless you just finished Dark Crisis, then who fucking who fucking knows who fucking cares anymore? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I mean, I looked a picture. I looked. At, I looked at a picture <clears throat> of the map after that. It's just the normal multiversity map with a shattered, with a cracked source wall at the end of it, and just a bunch of Earths on the outside. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And we're gonna like, talk. You about didn't the solve anything. Yeah. No. No, it didn't. It went somewhere, but did it fix anything? Not Absolutely really. Not. So, anyways, talking about Hawkwoman today. Um, yes. And we will mention, it's funny you mentioned the source wall. We're going to mention the source wall today, too. Uh, But, oh, I almost jumped into our first character. What have you been reading, Zach? (laughs) Nothing that I haven't been reading last time. Like I said, I, honestly, I, okay, so. Here we go. Justice League vs. Legion of Superheroes. I'm still working on that. Mm -hmm. And then I got to work on Avengers the Children Crusade. Then I have to actually read Ronin. Ooh. Which I've had since we, you and I went to fucking Comic Con. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Touched it. That's that's one that's that's separate by itself. Yes. Um, I have to actually read the my Amazing Spider-Man, the Golden Page book that mm-hmm. I got. The Bible. Did I say I finished Annihilation? You did mention that you finished Annihilation. Uh, I last lied. episode. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked into it. I'm like, oh, I get to put this away. As I went to put it away, I opened it up. And I found the um, I found my bookmark, and I'm like, I didn't finish this. Oops. Okay. That's funny. So, so that I still have to It's a bit. Listen, people are probably like, you've been working on that book for months. It is a big ass book, and I it don't want to just book. skim it because it's yeah. a great story. Yeah, it's true. Except it's when it. you bring on uh, any form of annihilation afterward, then I think they're just trying to. It's like the fucking Infinity shit with with Thanos and Adam Warlock. But right. technically, it's from alternate universes or an alternate or a one alternate universe. Because I think it ends with Adam Warlock becomes the new Living Tribunal, and then I'm like, like, is he still the Living Tribunal? Like, what happened? Because I know that guy died, but I know in this story he died to Thanos because Thanos got some mystical bullshit, and then mm-hmm. gods, and then the and then basically the one above all said, uh, Adam, you're gonna be my new judge, and he's like cool and then secret wars 2015 happened so i yeah. don't know if that was the same guy or not <clears throat> i'm assuming welcome. it is because there's only one of him yeah welcome to the timelines everybody oh yeah yeah i have to, and again i'm reading justice league versus legion superheroes and they're, they're like fighting some darkness that is pulling between at the same time it's like fucking up shit in the 31st century and the 21st century right and, and it's all hinders kind of on the gold lantern Mm. Which I'm sure all everybody just went. Wait, there's a gold lantern now? Yes. Yeah. But no. Yes and no. He exists in the future, right? Member member of the Legion of Superheroes, and mm-hmm. um, his his, I mean he had it's it he has will, but um his ring, it's not just I don't know how to say it. It's not just like willpower. It's I think it's joy. Okay. Yeah. Um uh and then <laughs> he's also blind, but apparently that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> <clears throat> blind man who can feel joy. Good. Yes. And it's he, I think he's the only one in existence. So that's that also makes sense. Yes. Um I believe I mean there is like a golden lantern. Mm-hmm. But like Right, there's always the construct when you're talking right. about the actual wielder. Um, I can't remember what it, I, I, I know, 
I'm going to actually look into it because I don't want me to. I don't want to be quoting incorrectly, but I'm pretty sure it is joy. Which again, people like, but that's not an emotion. Well, neither is death, life, or willpower. So I don't know what you want from me, guys. <laughs> right. I was about to say we start we start to get a little hazy on what an emotion is when you really get into the new Green Lantern editions or newer, I should say. Um, but anything else you're reading, or is that kind of it? Uh, that's so it's Children Crusade. Uh, Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes, mm-hmm. which I love it when they name. I'm sorry, last thing, and then I'm gonna let you talk. Not but good. I love it how they have these books called Blank versus Blank, and yet they don't really fight. So I don't right. know why it's versus. Hmm. Maybe it's metaphorical. I mean, like like the the Titan, Teen Titans versus Justice League movie, that was less versus and more of they get Cyborg, Cyborg holds his own against Justice League, then they get Superman, and then he kicks everybody's ass. <laughs> like okay. not a whole lot of like the one time you guys fight you got your ass whooped right so interesting um for me i finished the rest of berserker as well as journey into mystery over the past week uh journey into mystery got a lot better it was i thought it was a little convoluted at the start but it fleshed itself out and i liked it much more when i finished it versus when i started it um without spoiling anything because that's a relatively newer story so i don't want to say too much um and berserker started to get really good it started to get into the meat of it and sort of hammered down why b is who he is and what his purpose is and now it's starting to get interesting and i haven't received volume three yet because thanks to everything that happened over the holidays i elected to get like all three volumes sent to me at once but since i was like quote unquote enough of a loyal customer i guess they sent me volume one and two when they were fully done when volume three gets here, I am going to be reading that immediately. I mean, we'll see how the whole thing ends. Um, but yeah, finish that up. Berserker 2 is very, very solid. Volume 1 does a good job of establishing the character and also gives you some just really nice panels, especially plenty of gore to make Quentin Tarantino happy. And, uh, you know, the classic sort of simplistic writing. But yeah, liked them both. Going to keep on keeping on. I definitely didn't have enough time to read as much as I did over break. But, um, excuse me. So let's jump into it. Uh, so I just, before. Oh, I yeah, go ahead. The, Sorry, um, you were going to talk gold, about the. Gold, gold Lantern, the Gold Lantern can actually access the entire emotional spectrum. Oh, okay. So it's like one of those. So, yeah. And, um, he was, given, he was given to him by the elders of Oa, not the guardians of the universe. Oh. And then apparently Brainiac 5, I guess, looked into it and he's like, so yeah, that's not actually a real lantern ring and the elders are not the guardians of the universe so <laughs> they're like what you're a lie <laughs> uh, yeah that's interesting kind of brainiac just thought so hard that he was able to just <laughs> turn the golden I mean, lantern obsolete no well he was just kind of like hey um it's not a traditional ring of oa and the elders are not who they claim to be yeah it's like okay mm. so what the fuck does that mean who are they intriguing yes. um but yes let's you know, let's flap our wings into the into the into our category. Okay. So Alright. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna soar away while you while you work on this. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, first character. This is the current iteration of Hawkwoman. This is Kendra Saunders. She's from Prime Earth. Um and as we mentioned, as with Hawkman, she also follows sort of a reincarnation cycle based on her first appearance, which was of an angel 
named Shira. Um, it's spelled S H R R A, but I'm kind of refer to her as Shra. Shra, Shira. Not, I was going to say Shra, but Shra. We'll go with Shra just to avoid copyright infringement. But um, <laughs> yeah, Shra. And, you know, she appeared to Qatar Deathbringer, and that's how the whole reincarnation cycle started. So this is a reincarnation of Shra, as we mentioned before. She was formerly a member of the Blackhawks in her most recent iteration. Um, and the Blackhawks were sort of one of those secret organizations that worked to prevent an upcoming apocalypse over the Earth. Uh, but she was also a part of another group called the Council of Immortals that was part of some of the oldest beings that have presence on Earth. Um, which allows her to warn the Justice League of the incoming invasion from the Dark Multiverse, um, as she later sort of works with the Justice League to defeat the Dark Knights. So that's a quick synopsis, and then we're going to go all the way back and mention that Kendra uh, was there at the Rock of Eternity with both Wonder Woman and Doctor Fate as they search for the Nth Metal to arm themselves against the coming invasion from the Dark Multiverse. Um, however, she is entrusted at the same time by the Council of Immortals to use the anti-monitor's astral brain to merge it with the Rock of Eternity in an attempt to destroy the Dark Multiverse entirely. So, once again, what? while she's with there with Wonder Woman and Doctor Fate, she is still sort of working with the agenda that follows the Council of Immortals, um, who have a very different goal. So they are attempting to just, like, destroy it entirely with the biggest power source that they have, which is the anti-monitor's astral brain. Um, however, doesn't work. When she tries to do this, she is caught under Barbados's influence and temporary, tempor, ooh, temporarily transformed into a monstrous black hawk. Yet, Wonder Woman's lasso is able to free her after she compels her to sort of like realize who she is. Um, and once again, quick refresher, Barbados is sort of like the BBEG of the Dark Multiverse and Dark Knight's Metal. Um, so I'm there you go. because there's no other way to describe it other it's than what a, you just said. It's the best way to do it, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the first Wayne, if you want. But after finding Hawkman's nth metal mace, the three of them, so that's Wonder Woman, Hawkwoman, and Dr. Fate, travel back to Earth through a portal, only to be met by various corrupted versions of Wonder Woman specifically and some of Justice League's many villains from the Dark Multiverse. So these are just like worse versions of friends as well as enemies that they've known. And so during the battle, Kendra encounters a corrupted Hawkman and is actually able to restore him to his true form by reminding him of all of their past lives together. And they're sort of like eternal love, I guess you could say. Um, and we mentioned that last week, too, that the current iteration of Hawkman was corrupted by Barbados um, and that Kendra does indeed free him. Um, and then through the use of 10th metal, the heroes are able Oy. to push back the invasion and keep the multiverse separate. Uh, we hear Forgotten Heroes you know, stand somewhat behind 10th metal, but not entirely kind of like how we do with the Batman who laughs. No, but, you know, <laughs> here's my, so here's, I'm sorry. No, I, that was, I, Please I didn't share your yawn. Thoughts. Yes. I didn't yawn. I, that was an oi because look, nth metal already was kind. I personally feel like it was already kind of a cop out because I could just be like, Oh, nth metal can do this. nth metal can do that. Right. 10th metal is literally just, I can warp reality. I'm like, yeah how and why mm -hmm. yeah it's so much power sort of put into something like, that was so why, recent why does this exist you yeah know? it's weird um but it uses it to end sort of dark knights and dark knights metal which starts off as a really good idea but then kind of spirals a little bit but we're not here to talk about the arc we're here to talk about hawkwoman so i will put my soapbox away for now 
Uh, but yeah, they use 10th metal to sort of push back the invasion from the dark multiverse and it's reality warping powers sort of help from merging the two realities. Um, Hawkwoman. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Funny enough. Um, the only, cause I'm remembering this, yep. there is a, um, there is a dark multiverse, a tales from the dark multiverse tale of what if the heroes lost yes, dark Knight's metal. And it was like, yes. So it's it literally, it was everything up until they get to, until they get 10th metal or X metal or element X or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, yeah. um, Barbados actually corrupted it. So, and then everybody got turned into like one of his minions. Yeah. So I was like, I I think Batman got turned into Barbados, but like as a dragon. Oh, interesting. And then like the funny, I think my fun, my favorite one, because it was kind of hilarious. Two things, two of them actually. Or three of them, I guess. Barry or Wally? I can't. I think it was Barry. Was basically just a skeleton in his suit, but he had like a like an electric thing hovering above him that was keeping him together. Mm. And he, but he revolted against them. And then Hal Jordan, it was just like his arm making a giant, con- a monstrous construct. So it was cool. somewhat sentient. And then Barry, I think to kill him, just phased through him and like disintegrated the the ring in the hand. Oh, cool. And then um, Aquaman was a giant worm. Like, oh yeah, we've talked about that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. Oh, like, it looks boy. so bad. Gotta love it when everybody loves to see a hero fall, fail, die trying. Yeah. Yes. And that's exactly we see that in the I'm DC sorry. universe way Anth- more than any other. And then, yes, and Anth Metal is apparently the the reason why there are metahumans because it's in their blood. And that's why it's yeah. called meta. Which is. I don't know. And meanwhile, we were told this by the Joker, so I don't know. Right. Weird sort of retcon approach to metahumans, but okay. Um, yeah, we have some feelings on Dark Knights, as you can see over here. But anyways, let's jump back to it. Thank you for the lovely little side info. We love anything that we can. I feel like at this, I feel like at some point, last sidebar, then we'll move on. At some point, we need to just go through all of the Dark Knights and the death metal stories just to keep everything sane for our viewers maybe we'll do that sometime soon because we've talked about it so much and mentioned so many pieces that i feel like if they haven't read it they deserve to have a read through so maybe someday maybe we'll do a poll but dark oh of, of dark <clears throat> of dark knight's metal and death metal yeah it's a mind fucky could be worth it I, I just remember i picked up death metal mm-hmm. and then it was just oh they already lost I'm like the hell did i miss uh, yeah <laughs> basically like, what the fuck but Anyways, after finding Hawkman's mace, they come back to Earth. They are encountered with a bunch of corrupted heroes and villains. They are able to push them back and keep the multiverse separate. So then we jump forward after the invasion of the Dark Multiverse, um, and we see that Hawkwoman has joined the new Justice League that is now led by Martian Manhunter and joins a mission in investigating an object known as the Totality that falls from space to Earth. Excuse me. She is asked to be Martian Manhunter's guardian, while John attempts to enter the object energy field to find what's inside. In order to do this, Kendra, John, as well as Superman and Batman shrink down, along with a tiny ship to attempt to get inside the totality a little bit easier, because it's like this weird sort of energy source that's contained within a cube that's also in the shape of, (coughs) excuse me, like a sphere. (coughs) Excuse me, got a frog in my throat. All right. So they are able to shrink down. They are able to get into the totality, um, but something goes wrong. 
and some of the leaguers are sent back to the Hall of Justice thanks to an attack by Luthor. So mainly Martian Manhunter, Superman, and Batman all get sent back um, to the Hall of Justice. However, Kendra actually stays and is able to stay with the totality, finding that it is somehow connected to her wings specifically. And after learning this... Yeah, not a cop out Luthor's, Yeah, right. After learning this and stopping Luthor's attack, she decides to go on a mission to Thanagar Prime, once again, the um, planet that is known for housing the Thanagarians, um, for answers with Martian Manhunter and Jon Stewart. So she heads over there with Manhunter and a Green Lantern. And upon arriving on the planet, Kendra meets another version of herself known as Shayera Thal, um, which confuses the hell out of her because she was one of her past lives, yet she is now existing at the same time as her. I'll be honest, she wasn't the only one who was confused. <laughs> yeah, and it's a whole thing. And honestly, we thought about talking about Shayera Hall. But the thing is, the most interesting thing about her is this sort of arc that we're going to go over right here anyways. So we figured talking about Kendra and Shaira sort of works together. Um, and maybe we'll share some of the extra issues that Shaira is a part of at the end or not. Who knows? So when they show up, she sees another version of herself. Confused out of her mind, she asks her how this is possible. Shaira says that she doesn't know. And so Hawk uh, Woman moves on to see if she can get answers about her wings, as well as Martian Manhunter, um, because they are sort of realizing that they are somewhat bonded in a sense. They are coming to a realization that Hawkwoman is seeming to have some sort of weird connection to Martian Manhunter instead of Carter, and it's kind of well, confusing her. The best, I think the funniest thing for me, and this is where I want to mention another variant of mm -hmm. Hawk Girl, Hawk Woman. Yeah. I'm a colleague, just Hawk Girl, because I grew up with her. But, um, yeah, it was her from the Sixth Dimension, which was a mm -hmm. universe created by the World Forger. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, which is who is the brother of um, the Anti-Monitor and uh, the Over-Monitor. Mm -hmm. So, and who are children of Perpetua, but we're not going to talk about it, um, where she has a son with, with Jean. It's funny that you mentioned that because we are actually going to bring that up. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, that whole thing is going on too. And that's sort of like what we're heading towards is that sort of connection. But they're not aware of it at this point. So that's why it has to do with Shaira existing and their sort of confusion. But they asked Shaira if she can sort of give them answers. Um, and she says that she cannot. However, she says that since they are with the League, um, they can stay for a time because they've traveled all this way to Thanagar Prime and they can take part in the upcoming festival and the three of them sort of agree. Kendra agrees not only because of the long journey but because she can feel that her counterpart is lying claiming that their shared wills allowed small glimpses of the other's motivations. So <clears throat> Kendra knows that Shaira is not telling her the whole truth. And while at the festival Kendra asks Martian Manhunter to dance with her to sort of survey the guards in Shayira and get a better idea of sort of what's going on here. Um, and John sort of agrees at first, but then flinches remembering dancing with his dead wife. And it sort of triggers him a little bit. And Shayira notices this and she comes in to intervene. And when she does, she touches Kendra's arms um, and Kendra realizes that her suspicion had been correct all along. So for the brief second that they touch arms, um, she's able to see through Shayira's eyes very briefly 
Um, and she sees that the keep or the Martian elder that Martian Manhunter wanted to see, which is the reason why he came along, um, is not dead, as Shaira said beforehand, but is actually imprisoned and alive. And she didn't tell them that. So Shaira also picks up on this. Yeah. Shaira picks up on this um, after they're sort of that's so raven moment together. Yeah, their mind meld that works too. <laughs> um, and she attacks. I don't know them. where you were going with that. Well, a, a well-timed that's a raven joke. It's not the worst thing in the world. Um, uh, anyway, I'm not gonna get technical. <laughs> but anyways, the three are able to escape after the sort of attack uh, happens, and they are able to hide for a time, and they develop a plan to break into the vault and find the keep. Kendra battles with Shaira while John learns all that he could about his destiny and Kendra's connection to the totality. Shaira hints that what they were looking for could be devastating for the multiverse while they fight, and that is why she attacks them. However, mid-battle, Starman teleports to Thanagar Prime, explaining why Kendra and um, Shaira are separated, and that's because of Perpetua. Both of them are halves of a being known as the Cosmic Raptor, who built the Source Wall and imprisoned Perpetua behind it, and then gave the power back to Kendra. So Starman gives the power back to Kendra after learning of this sort of cosmic approach to Hawk Woman's mythos. In addition, to uh, sorry, there's a lot of dust in the air. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sorry. The cos, the what? Cosmic Raptor. Yeah, she literally sees a vision of it too, and it's just a giant space eagle. It's all sorts of interesting. Gee. Right. Marvel, you got one like that? Yeah, it's called Woo! the Phoenix. <laughs> so, eventually, Kendra Jesus. returns back to Earth with this knowledge, and the League looks more into Kendra's wings. Um, and when they do, they find that there's a map to the sixth dimension inscribed on them. And with the help of Mr. Oh boy, I always mess up his name. Mix, 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 lick, spit, lick. Mr. Mix, lick, spit, lick. They're able to mix, travel. Sorry, mix, you spit, lick. Yeah. I usually go off of what Dude. Gilbert Godfrey said in the episode. Mix. Right. Yes. Spit. Lick. There's um, no vowels in the name, so it's kind of confusing. My apologies. My partner just brought me an Inari roll. Thank you so much. I love you. You're I'm excited to eat this, but I'm going to mute myself when I do so it doesn't go super crazy. Um, but, yeah. Mr. Mixy-spit-lick? Yeah, yes? that's good enough. Okay. Yeah. The crazy dude. Um. So they are able to use his powers and they are able to go to the sixth dimension um, and arriving there. They discover that they discover, excuse me, discover that Martian Manhunter and the Hawk woman of this universe are married and they have a son, just like Zach mentioned earlier. Um, and their son's name is Shane. And both of them sort of question their roles with each other and the multiverse when they see this. And the more they talk to their son from the sixth dimension Shane, the more they both realize based on what he explains to them um, that this place is actually an entirely new multiverse created by the world forger. So multiverse or wait, the sixth dimension is a multiverse. It is. How many fucking multiverses do we need? Jesus Christ. Don't worry. worry. It doesn't stick around for long. So the forger's plan is to overwrite the current multiverse with this one so that Doom does not, uh, so that Doom sort of disappears from that time. Uh, just general Doom. Doom. Being, Doom is both the Legion of Doom, but also the opposite of 
justice, which which is yes. funny enough because I remember when they were explaining this, they had the two symbols that make up, I guess, Perpetua's symbol or whatever the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Legion of Doom symbol suspiciously looks like their old headquarters from the from the you know the Super Friends hmm. show. Interesting. And while the Justice symbol is just the Hall of Justice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who saw that coming? Um, but the Forger's, like I said, Forger's plan is trying to overwrite the current multiverse with this one. Um, so Shane, John, and, you know, Shane is able to share with John and Kendra, excuse me, had a brain fart there, that the justice within this universe is pretty dogmatic. Um, and it's sort of agree or die. I mean, yeah, well, it's funny because, because, um, John Stewart is a white lantern. Mm -hmm. I think Dick Grayson takes over as Batman, and the Flash is, I think, both Wally and uh, Barry at the same time. I think. That's interesting. Cause I'm like, because I'm looking at him, and he's like, it's like, he's like phasing. It's like it's him in his white and gold outfit with a ghostly like form of Barry to his to his right, mm-hmm. and Wally to his left. And I'm like, I honestly kind of glad this universe didn't. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that for my boys. Yeah. Um, So after sort of realizing that it's a very absolute sort of rule here, the Forger reveals himself and the League denies his plans, except for Batman, who actually seems to agree with him. So everyone... OP fucking Batsuit that he doesn't get to keep. Exactly. Um, And so everybody is imprisoned except for Batman, who actually is, surprise, surprise, Double Cross, working as a double agent. And with the help of Shane, they are able to not only stop Forger, but are able to bring him back to their universe as a member of their this? team after okay. convincing him that Dune is the natural order of things and that they could fight it together. Yay, friendship. It, yay, friendship. My favorite my favorite thing about the Batman being the double agent, mm-hmm. right? Okay, first off, the bad suit that he gets could actually change your mind. Like, literally yeah. warp your mind. Yeah. OP as shit. So, but, the World Forger asked him to pull away the sun that, that was basically, that super, that was basically keeping Superman slightly alive around the other corpses of different Supermen. So, mm-hmm. I don't know how the Justice League Incarnate doesn't notice that, but whatever. <laughs> um, and like a distant whatever solar system galaxy whatever the hell you want to call it batman doesn't he actually and that but he actually is basically telling the world forger um fuck you power friendship and whatever right and then you see like six other suns show up to where superman is and he starts to fly through them like it's they're just far enough to keep him alive but not to give him his power he gets so like hopeful like he starts seeing visions of his son and his dad and he flies through all the star all the suns to get to the world forger and you just see him pissed like pissed off with like a ghostly image of his son and his father also in the same punching position Mm -hmm. and you just see you just like boom like he should have like that earth should not have existed after that but he but it was but because the world forger could take all most of it it hit him and just left a giant crater and i'm like he just punched something, somebody who is outside of reality. Yeah. And knocked his ass out. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, that, that, the comic panel will be iconic for a while because that's a good one. I know the exact one that you're talking about because it's relatively newer. 
Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I just love that. And then I just love that. Honestly, having just Kendra and and Martian Manhunter having a son. I'm like, good for you. And also this, I think this world doesn't exist except World for just nice and is like, yeah, Shane can exist for now. I don't care. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah, Shane sticks around for a little while. Um, until he gets absorbed by by right <laughs> fucking Lex Luthor. <laughs> but anyways, we go back to Earth after that whole big mess of bringing the Forger back. And the League discovers that Luthor is actually very close to awakening Perpetua. And Martian Manhunter hunts him down after being rescued by Kendra when he's ambushed by Amazo Constructs. Excuse me. John puts Kendra to sleep before meeting with Luthor in secret for a final confrontation. And Kendra, upon realizing this when she wakes up, arrives just too late to see Lex absorb Martian Manhunter. And Kendra then rejoins the League and is a part of a plan enacted by Starman to put down Perpetua once and for all. So the League would create Justice Totality, essentially, which Kendra would then use to reseal Perpetua behind the source wall with her new powers of the Cosmic Raptor. So that's their plan. However, when she reaches the edge of the universe, she becomes consumed by anger for what Lex had done and fails in her task, allowing Perpetua to kill Starman. And soon after... Yeah, Perpetua sends the Anti-Monitor to kill Kendra, but thanks to an intervention by Jon Stewart and Shane, they are able to defeat him. And then back on Earth, they join in the final battle between Justice and Doom and witness Shane's sacrifice to bring back Martian Manhunter. However, they are unable to win, and Perpetua moved to kill all the central members of the League, but they are saved at the last minute by the Quintessence and embark on a journey to gather anti-crisis energy to defeat Perpetua. However... When they arrive at Earth, they find it transformed into the Metalverse with the Batman who laughs at the helm. So there you go. That is a current rundown of the current iteration of Hawkwoman Kendra Saunders from Prime Earth. It's funny. I... A lot of information for her. Yeah. I also forgot. Um, we don't have a Justice League anymore. So that's fun. No, we do not. Yeah. Um, currently but also yeah also hot girl like listen i'm all for love i guess mm-hmm. but um lady your job is to put away a fucking deity that created the multiverse for the first the first time focus yeah <laughs> sorry but fuck yeah i can't um <laughs> yeah these next I, I, couple these next couple uh versions don't get any less weird no, I mean, okay. Like, I was going to, I wanted to say something and I honestly forgot, which sucks. Oh, no, it was the Totality Group. That's what I was looking for, because you mentioned them. Mention who? The Totality. Justice League Totality. Oh, yeah. I did mention yeah. them. It came up briefly. I, 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 I just remembered we, we were... Um, <laughs> we were we talked about them at one point and how every member, most of the members were just there to fuck around. Oh yeah, we did mention them. Um, yeah, they're kind of a, they're kind of a. I'm, I'm pretty sure them. she was part of it. But well, let's talk about another Kendra, who actually existed before this one, kind of. Not really, because Rebirth, New Fifty Two bullshit. Um, <laughs> this is Kendra M- Munaz Sanders. So if you ever see like hot girl in a blue outfit, this is her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, she she's from Earth too. 
Unfortunately, that's where that that Jake Garrick did not pe- that many people that people didn't really like because it got his powers from Mercury and not whatever the Speed Force or whatever the hell. Um, so she was a treasure hunter who had taken the name Hawk Girl. She also operates as a member of the Wonders of the World, Earth 2's Justice League, because yeah. Justice League in that Earth is dead. So they're like, well, we're not going to call ourselves the Justice League, but because instead of being called like Metas, they're called Wonders. Yeah, which is cool. And some of them. I la- I love that name because sometimes some of them it's a wonder they're still alive. <laughs> Sorry, Al Pratt was near a nuke when Darkseid invaded, and then got the power to be uh da- um fucking damage. How how did you live? I don't understand. It's a wonder you're alive. <laughs> you are literally a wonder. Yes. Anyway, so in addition to this, she is proficient with crossbows or pistols instead of Hawkgirl's usual weaponry, which is usually a mace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I honestly love that for her. Yeah. So she was hired by energy. the World. Yes, she was hired by the World Army for a secret project that left her with wings permanently grafted to her back. So the World Army. <sighs> I don't know how to describe it other than NATO actually fucking like does its job i guess i don't know yeah that's a good way to say it honestly the the un has it has its own army yeah there you go that's better like i like i i on it or i don't know i don't because i don't want to say that in this world um this the country stopped fighting Mm because clearly that's not the case but um i guess you know the un is just like we're gonna have a we're gonna have our own army because i don't know it, well, definitely after the Dark Side invasion, they're like, all right, the world needs an army, so we're going to stop really fighting each other and start doing this shit. Hmm. Um, they also never fully go into that, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, when we see her next, she meets the Flash, Jay Garrick, in DC to fight off a deranged Grundy without much success, but they are aided by Green Lantern and Captain Adam. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean damage. I meant Captain Adam. <laughs> Who apparently can grow. Oh, okay. I was a little you confused, see, but I, I'm not super well-versed on Earth 2. But yeah, I do see it now. Yeah. Um, so this is Alan Scott Green Lantern. Not the one that you're thinking of. This is one that's powered by the green. So it's not Swamp Thing, but he's powered by the heart of Earth, I guess. Which, because they also tell you in the comic, like the further away he gets from Earth, the less powers he, he has. But I, th- I think it's also like, oh, well, anyway. Uh, and Grundy is also a guard, is not a guardian. He's a avatar of the rot, which is decay and not death, but it's decay. Because you have the, the the green, the red, the blue. I'm not getting into the parliaments. We basically have, you know, all forms of life, um, which I think a while ago, you and I went down a rabbit hole with you, Chris, and I ended up discovering that apparently machinery has a parliament. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did do that. That was wild. <laughs> um, anyway, Captain Adam and Green Lantern stranded Grundy on the moon. I mean, Which is one way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, despite, yeah. Despite his help against Grundy, Captain Adam at- attempted to arrest Hawkgirl, uh, but was saved by, by Flash. Meanwhile, Green Lantern fell back to Earth as he had been away from Earth far too long and lost power. After redirecting the nuclear missiles launched by Terry Sloan, aka Mr. Eight, who we spoke about a while ago, and our Mr. Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific. I don't know why I blanked on his name. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, 
Now, this is the, I think, the only Terry Sloan that I can think of who is not about fair play. True. Uh, yeah. Kendra caught him midair and saved his life. Not Terry. He, she caught Alan, Al Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkgirl was able to put together that Alan Scott was, in fact, a Green Lantern and attempted to recruit him for the coming danger presented by Sloan and the World Army. Mm-hmm. Jokes on her, Darkseid was still a problem. Yep. So she didn't need to worry about that because then the whole Earth gets invaded. But... Actually, the, I think the, the the my favorite part about the new 52 Earth 2 is that, technically speaking, they failed. Mm-hmm. And then people had to evacuate reality itself, and then convergence happened. That went fucking nowhere other yeah. than giving Earth 2 a new Earth. But not just, oh, here, let me give you the Earth that you left. It's like, no, let me give you an Earth with, like, nothing. Right. It just... just just a plant life sheet of paper. Life. Here you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure maybe dinosaurs are running around. I have no fucking clue. I didn't read that. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. All right, so we're going to swiftly go to the next one because... Hey! I don't this one either. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah so this I one... actually... Go ahead. Oh, no, I have read about Swift. I just okay. didn't realize she was a hawk-adjacent person. Yeah, she is listed. Hawk-adjacent is a great way to say it. But, yeah, this is Swift, as Zach mentioned, from the Wildstorm universe. Um... So this one is a little different. So this is more of like a mutant in the sense of the X-Men because a comet passes by Earth and it activates something called a seedling um, or an activator, depending on who you are, in some of Earth's population, giving them superpowers. And Shen Li Li Men was one such individual, um, and she is recruited to Stormwatch. And on this universe... That is essentially Earth's team that monitors and protects the planet from alien invasions with their satellite Skywatch. And she does so well that she is recruited to their Black Ops team, Stormwatch Black, where she has her full powers unlocked. And that is sort of. Oh, yes. I remember this as well as. Yeah. So she is not Thanagarian. She also doesn't have a reincarnation cycle. So I want to make that clear. Her powers are a little bit different. Uh, But as far as the initial look of them. She does have the super strength. She's got the speed. She's got the flight. She's got like multilingualism. She's a very talented individual in addition to having wings. So after Stormwatch eventually disbands, she joins what's known as the Authority and fights all over the world for a quote unquote better world. Um, Whatever deems necessary, essentially. It's one of those type of teams. However, that team is eventually replaced by G7 Authority, which results in her being brainwashed to be a television mogul's TV trophy wife as she oh, was, I know about as she was behind the conspiracy yeah, to replace the Authority for his own world rule. She is treated horribly while she is imprisoned by him. Um, she is berated. She is insulted. Everything under the sun that you can think of. But eventually, she overhears the three-word code phrase that breaks her from her mental constraints. After that happened, she literally takes the heads of the mogul and his co-conspirators, frees herself and her fellow captors, and just swiftly, if you will, gets the fuck out of there. After that, um, we go into the Number of the Beast arc, which has to deal with sort of an apocalyptic apocalyptic situation. Um, and Swift, after that arc, acts as a transmitter for the authority in post-apocalyptic London called Unlondon, as we love it so much. So the authority is now back. The Earth is kind of fucked. And Swift is sort of serving as a glorified communicator as well as mailman. But it's needed 
because all the other communication systems on the Earth at this point in time are obsolete or they are destroyed. So she is part of the team that eventually leaves Earth after finding a signal in space that turns out to be a trap for those on the ship to be taken as experimental organic material by an alien race known as the Charybna. Swift is knocked into a coma after battling a mind-controlled agent, yet her comatose body remains hidden from her captors due to an unknown power that keeps her invisible. So she is never actually experimented on by the Charybna. Um, yeah. And it's not totally clear what it is that keeps her safe, but it seemed to be hinted at as some sort of deity-like figure. So, yeah, it's about yeah. as far as we get there. And it, it's revealed a little bit more without talking about the next point, but it, it's basically aligned to the new powers that she gets here in a second. Um the authority is able to defeat the Charybna and they're able to return to earth with Swift on the ship, even though they don't know about it. Um, and it's revealed that Swift actually gets chosen to be earth's quote unquote, like doctor or avatar. Um, since she seems to then have some sort of a connection to the ecosystem on earth and she works to reheal it along with Gaia, um, sort of working as an avatar. So it it goes from zero to 100 pretty quick, but it's it's kind of similar for what we see with the other Hawkwoman stories. So it's not the craziest thing we've seen um, <laughs> by any means. And honestly, the I don't know the so my favorite thing about honestly with the authority. Mm-hmm. Right. First off, one of the one of the members is is what's referred to as a century baby. Yeah, where somebody is born at the beginning of the century and then lives through the century and then mm-hmm. dies. Uh, Jenny Sparks, I believe, was the first one that I was introduced to, and then her her reincarnation was Jenny Quarks mm-hmm. or Jenny Quantum, who's actually the adopted daughter of Apollo and Midnighter, the fucking Batman and Superman analogs that are adorable together. Uh, this team is just honestly, this team is nuts because. Uh, it's just two members of the team is is uh, Jack Hawksmore. What's his powers based on his name? Hawksmore. Yes. Asking me to guess. He can. Fly. I just want to hear. Nope. He's a Gloria reality. Swift. Is he the reality warper? <laughs> no, apparently he's the king of cities. King of cities. Yeah. So he he has symbiotic bond uh, bonds with. He's a symbiotic link with the cities that he's in. Hence why he never wears shoes. The bigger he, the bigger the city, the bigger his powers. I know you. Chris is looking at me like, "What the fuck kind That's of shit wild. is that?" Wild. Hold on. Ready? He's got urban symbiosis, so he has urban control, urban telepathy, <laughs> so he can communicate with buildings and cities on a mental level. He's an, an innate understanding of the city, right? Enhanced hearing, vision, sense of touch, sense of smell, superhuman leap, adhesion, spider, spider stickiness. Density control, phasing through the earth, through the city, clairvoyance, teleportation through the city. <laughs> like, wait, this is actually like kind of a sick power set. Yes, and then one of their other members has been uh, Rose Tattoo, is who is the spirit spirit of murder. <laughs> <laughs> go from an actual guy whose powers are brick and mortar telepathy to just murder. <laughs> Somebody who uh, just an, an ageist really representation well. of a pure idea who has presumably existed as long as the idea itself. I I, I don't know. Wow. And she's uh, she's formerly a member of the authority, except she's a bad guy. No shit. Huh. Damn. The authority is, it, is already pretty stacked. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you haven't had a chance to read it, please, for the love of God, go read it. I'm gonna have to throw it on my list. Yeah. Um. So that was Swift. So we always try to mention um amalgams. Mm-hmm. This this one's odd. This one's odd, but I want to mention one first. Mm-hmm. Go I for it. I want to mention Wonderhawk from Earth 32. Mm-hmm. If Earth 32 sounds familiar, I'm very glad that you're paying attention to these episodes. If it's not familiar, I don't blame you. There's too many fucking Earths for DC. <laughs> so now there's an infinite. Now there's an infinite amount again. <clears throat> yep. Um. So screw us, I guess. This is the Earth of Bat Lantern. Yeah. So cool. Bat Lantern and um Super Martian. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Batman Lex Luthor, apparently. Don't ask me about so that. I have no, could not tell you. Um, so, Wonder Hawk is Wonder Woman and Hawk Girl. Mm-hmm. My only gripe is it's just Hawk Girl with the Wonder Woman outfit mm-hmm. with the tiara right in the middle of the Hawk helmet. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure how I like, about that, how I like that. That's just me. I honestly think it's... Other than the costume, I think it's a more interesting amalgam, albeit there's less on it. Because I did think about talking about, I did think about including Wonderhawk, excuse me, in today's episode. I'm glad that you're mentioning it. I kind of vetoed it myself, but I like that we're talking about it anyways. Yeah, I agree with you. Costume's a little dumb, but the actual amalgam's kind of interesting. I, yes. I think it's sort of, it flows in a cool and interesting way with Diana's character being linked to all these Greek gods. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is called Wild Hawk, and she's from the Amalgam Universe. The Amalgam Universe, for those who don't remember or are paying attention, but are paying attention at home, the Amalgam Universe is when DC and Marvel decided, fuck it, we're going to make our own shit together. Like, hmm. literally, it, it was in the 90s. They canceled all of their books yeah. for a while. Like just yep. put all of them on pause and only and created their own studio called the Amalgam Comics and made this stuff. The best part about it was it it wasn't some of them. I mean, yeah, they were like number ones, mm-hmm. but they acted like this has been going on forever. Yeah, it's like you're like you're reading Super Soldier number one, and he makes mention of something like with the little asterisks in the um text bubble for those of you who don't know what the hell i'm about to talk about like when you see that it's and then right in that panel somewhere it'll say to know you know to know more go read this right? yeah. go read this issue they do that in the amalgam books and then tell you what where where what issue to find it in the only problem is that issue doesn't exist right <laughs> so That's I'm awesome. just like i'm like i want to know but so god damn it we never that will. is clever yeah um but wild hawk is shaira gibney Hawk Girl and this character called Wild Child well, I don't or think Wild Heart. I don't think we've ever mentioned him. Right, so Wild Child is a mutant. Yeah. Um, at first glance, it's like, oh, Mini Sabretooth. You're not totally wrong. Yeah, yeah no, you're not totally wrong. Um, he's I think Sabretooth living... and kind of like Beast Boy esque. Yeah, he's part. Of, he was formerly of Weapon X. Yeah. Um, he's currently a Hellion. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, Mr. Sinister's Hellions, so... Um, oh. Yeah. It resulted in an animal-like physiology granting him a number of superhuman abilities, many of which are enhanced to... Li- okay. He's got a healing factor. He's got peak human strength. Like, he right. can lift... He can he lift and ex- hold Wolverine, who weighs 300 pounds. 
Right. He's been experimented on so much that he has just like this crazy litany of powers that you would sort of equate to someone in like some type of berserker rage or like a bunch of different he animal actually, abilities thrown together. Best part about this also, he has limited form of zoo of zoopathy. There you go. Yeah. Psionic ability to communicate with and control animals. Except that it only works on wolves. Yeah. So very limited. Um, he's immune <laughs> but to he's mind got control. it. <laughs> it's funny. He's immune to mind control and his excuse for it in his words is I don't have enough of a mind to control. Which is honestly hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> and I, I, I love that they just kind of tacked that on. And it's just like, yeah, I think that also kind of plays into it really well that he can only control wills with his zoopathy or whatever. <laughs> I think that's yep. perfect. Um, and he's, I don't know, he's uh, honestly, yeah, he's like mini Sabretooth, except he has nothing to do with Sabretooth other than he was part of Weapon X. Right. So there you go. Also, just a note, he's currently alive and formerly deceased, like all mutants probably were. Gotta love that healing factor, baby. Yeah, he's he's also... Was In addition to just to, like... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he's kind of, he's got animal-like attributes common for feral mutants. So yeah, mm-hmm. again... I know I keep harping on it, but mini Sabretooth. So, yeah. Wild Hawk, right? Shaira and Gibney, Gibney being the last name of Wild Child, uh, her meta mutant, I'm going to pause there for, you know, annoyance for everybody. Yep. Uh, her meta mutant powers manifested. So, uh, she found that her new gifts came with, with the cost of a beastly appearance. After her parents kicked her out of their home, as you do if you're part mutant. Uh, she wandered the streets. When a mob of meta-mutant haters attacked her, I bet you it was the Friends of Humanity, but in this world, I don't know what they're called. Mm. Uh, Shairu was saved by Angel Hawk, who is the la- one of the laziest amalgams. Yeah. Right next to right Submariner. Submariner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who we keep uh, mentioning. <laughs> yes. Uh, she found herself... Uh, Love struck by his kind nature and handsome appearance. Wanting to be beautiful, Shair underwent dangerous experimental procedures that resulted in her appearance being altered further to resemble to resemble her winged hero. Calling herself Wildheart, Shaira used her powers to fight crime while tr- uh, trying to conceal her true nature, being more like Wildchild. Right. Funny enough, Christian and I were talking about this beforehand. We can't find her appearances, so... We both looked. So when it comes to recommendations, you're just going to have to read Amalgam Comics and look for Wild Hawk. I think this is the first <laughs> time that we have found a character so deep in it that we have deemed worthy to talk about that we literally don't have an issue number for you guys. So like, sorry honestly, about that. But honestly, I, it's I, like I, it's funny. I'm looking at her, her photo and I mean, I mean, I checked. I checked. Hel- I checked DC, oh, no, I'm just I saying Marvel, unless it's a helmet, she doesn't look that bad. No, I think it's a helmet. Okay, because I, I was gonna say if that's her, armor. if that's her head, then yeah, we got a problem. Um, but yeah, no, it's I, I checked the DC wiki, I checked the Marvel wiki, I checked the Amalgam wiki, I checked Wikipedia, I found Screen Rant sites, I looked on Reddit, I cannot find where she pops up. I don't know where it is. Um, but she is a part of the Amalgam universes, and thankfully those are a pretty exclusive sect of comics. So you have a finite number of stuff that you should read. And we've been saying this since day one. You should read the Amalgam comics anyways, even for the dumb ones, because you can sort of laugh at it and be like, yeah, this is stupid, but there's a lot of good ones that come along with it. So there you go. So for Wild Hawk, 
sorry, nothing today, <laughs> which is kind of weird. But yeah, we don't have a recommendation for Wild Hawk. Um, if you're looking for Swift, though, once again, this is in the Wildstorm universe. So you'll find her in The Authority, Volumes 1, 2, and 4. The Authority, The Lost Year, Volume 1. The Authority Prime, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 6. The Authority Revolution, Volume 1. The Authority Scorched Earths, Scorched Earth, excuse me, and Number of the Beast, uh, Volume 1, Issues 6, 7, and 8. If you're looking for Kendra Munoz Sanders from Earth 2, you're going to find her in Earth 2, Volume 1, Earth 2 Annual, Volume 1, Issues 1 to 2, Earth 2 Society, Volume 1, and Earth 2 World's End, Volume 1. So that's the great thing about the Hawk characters is that they're usually so involved in stuff that they're pretty easy to find. Um, I think there's even like 70 appearances of Kendra Munoz. Um, and for Kendra Saunders from Prime Earth, she's got like over 200. So you're going to find her in Justice League Volume 4, all of it. Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes Volume 1, Issues 1 through 6. Batman slash Superman Volume 2, Issues 1 through 6. Black Hammer slash Justice League, The Hammer of Justice Volume 1, Issues 2 through 5. Dark Knight's Death Metal, Volume 1, Issues 3, 5, 6, and 7. Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, Volume 1, Issues 5 through 7. And Dark Knight's Metal, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 6. So those are some of her biggest runs. Um, like we said, DC Universe was recently rebooted, so there's plenty of Hawkwoman slash Hawkgirl versions out there if you want to get a little bit more familiar with the character. But for the most recent iteration, the Prime Earth, iteration of hawk girl kendra saunders those are her biggest runs kendra so, saunders shayra hall shayra thal right. whatever the hell you want to and call her. yeah i mean honestly at this point you're gonna get a certain amount of shayra thal who is the reincarnation who exists at the same time as kendra within her arc and she is a separate character so she's cool to read about but most of her interesting stuff happens in kendra's arc she does have a couple issues that sort of one shot off um, but we didn't want to mention her because, like I said earlier, the most interesting thing about her, unfortunately, is the fact that she exists at the same time as Kendra. And they sort of have this whole big battle come to Jesus moment um, or come to <laughs> come come to cosmic raptor moment, I should say, <laughs> because we're all cosmic now, I guess. But that has been Hawkgirl. Um, yeah, she has she follows a similar formula as Hawkman, but also with her own little spin. Um, I like that they're trying to give her a bigger role do I think it's somewhat ham-fisted? Yes. Um, that being said, I think it potentially could tie into Hawkman's mythos in an interesting way in the future. So we'll see how that happens. Um, but yeah, interesting character. I'm going to forever call her Hawkwoman just because of that one quote that I learned where she said that girl displeases her. And I love that because I think it makes sense for like a warrior princess type character. So yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I Again, I have my reasons for calling her Hawk Girl. So, which is, yeah. you know, I, I grew up with Hawk Girl, but mm-hmm. I'm which also not, I'm not too, you know, into my own nostalgia that I can't also recognize her as Hawk Woman because she's right. gone by Hawk Woman before. She has, but she just, you know, it all comes down to preference, you know. In the end of the day, it's a fictional character. As long as you're respectful, who cares, you know? Exactly. Basically, how it works. All right. Well, I also use my fly out of here. Uh, shoehorn earlier, so I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> We're going to cosmic wrap it up. Uh, Alright, that one was for the birds. That was awful. Hey! Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs>
This has been another episode of Forgotten Heroes. Join us next time for another comic character. <laughs>